live. I hope everybody is doing good tonight and be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. First off tonight, let's get right to it. 90 Minutes of Fury, John Basham tweet breaking. Something is really wrong with our screen here. Is this why we're doing it, Aaron? All right. <laughs> something's wrong with how I'm seeing things. I don't know if something's wrong with how you're seeing things. Looks perfect now. Are we good? All right, perfect. Breaking, a Florida federal judge appointed by Donald Trump has taken jurisdiction of the case caused uh, caused an FBI raid home. Can take uh, Taking jurisdiction of the case that caused an FBI raid of his home. She set a hearing for September 1st and given notice to the Department of Justice. She intends to appoint a special master instead of the FBI filter taint team. Now, this is a big win. This is a really big win. This is an independent arbiter. This is somebody who will not be a perfect, perfect verbiage up there, a tainted member of the Department of Justice. Then it's going to be somebody who's not going to be looking at it with a, a political agenda, which the entire FBI, uh, the entire FBI has a political agenda. The people that actually are in charge of the raid at Mar-a-Lago are the exact same people that are still employed. Of course, McCabe was fired. Comey was fired, Lisa Page was fired, Strzok was fired, fired, but all the rest of them that ran the Mar-a-Lago raid, and remember Christopher Ray, is very close friends with James Comey, was a was a was just a Comey acolyte, a friend of Comey, basically a do boy for Comey for his entire FBI career, and somehow Trump, who initially actually resisted Christopher Ray being appointed as the as the director of the FBI, and he of course ended up being. Uh, appointed because Trump, that's where Trump really blew it, was he, he would never stand his ground with appointees. He would always end up listening to establishment Republicans. He won't in 2024, but he did in his, you know, his first four years in, and it really cost him. Cost him the presidency because he listened to Fauci and Burks, but I digress. This is a big deal because this is actually a win in court, that there will now be a special master that is in charge of all the documents and basically the inner workings of all that was done with the Mar-a-Lago rage, the FBI's part, Trump's part, the dissemination of information, the redactions, this will all be under a special master now. This is a big win. Go to the next one for me, Desert Agent video. This is relevant. I just want to show you the propaganda of the mainstream media, as if you didn't already know, but just here's a little more for you. Play it for me. Wait a minute, I I should have known this, but... Um, one of his attorneys, the one who's been on TV a lot, she comes from OAN. That's where he found her? That's right. Yep. Uh, She is one of several people who used to work at OAN who now works for Donald Trump. Okay, Cooper, let's do a quick comparison, shall we? Christina Bob, bachelor's in English linguistics. Anderson Cooper, bachelor's in political science. Bob, advanced degrees, master's in national security law, master's in business administration, and a law degree. Bob also served as a law clerk at the White House Counsel's Office. Cooper, no advanced degree. Bob, military service. Captain, U.S. Marine Corps with a tour in Helmand Province, Afghanistan, and assignments as both a prosecutor and defense counsel at Quantico, Virginia, Stuttgart, Germany, as well as additional duties in Africa. Cooper, no military service. Bob also served as an attorney at Customs and Border Protection, in addition to her tenure as the executive secretary for the Homeland Security Department, running the office that ran the department. Cooper, no civilian government service. While we're at it, Bob holds the highest security clearance issued by the United States government. 
top secret, cleared for sensitive compartmented information. Anderson Cooper, not a chance. So you have Anderson Cooper denigrating Christina Bob, and you just saw that was her list of accomplishments because somehow she's tacitly linked to One American News, to OWN, which is a great organization, which is a truth-telling organization. Of course, you can always tell because they get banned as they've been banned from DirecTV. So you always know that you're, you know you're on the right vein. You know that you're a truth teller whenever it is that you're getting banned because you're getting banned for disinformation or misinformation by the very purveyors of disinformation and misinformation. And always remember, they're projecting onto you that which they are. So you see Anderson Cooper is looking down his nose, actually thumbing his nose at Christina Bob, who is way more qualified than he ever has been or is right now or ever will be to comment on any legal situation whatsoever. Kyle Becker tweet, breaking news. Now, this is more towards the bottom. Agent removed, FBI special agent, who opened Trump investigation into Mar-a-Lago into Mar-a-Lago, that's not on, I'm going to read you the, a, a, a piece of the article in just a second, but it, it doesn't really get to it there in the headline. FBI special agent who opened Trump investigation into Mar-a-Lago has been escorted out of the bureau. Here's the article piece. The Washington Times learned that, that Timothy Tebolt, an assistant special agent in charge, special agent in charge, that's like Peter Strzok, was forced, was forced to leave his post according to two former FBI officials familiar with the situation. Mr. Tebow was seen exiting the Bureau's elevator last Friday, escorted by two or three headquarters-looking types, the report said. Tebow also had a track record. Shocking, isn't it? How can this ever be in the FBI? Tebow had a track record of political bias, a track record. So the moment that it was discovered that he had a political bias, he should have been either forced to resign or fired or put into a job where he would never conduct investigations. But Tebow also had a track record, a track record. In other words, numerous times it was found out that he had a political bias, had a track record of political bias while mishandling Trump investigations. Oh, that's even better. Not only does he have a political bias, but he, is, is politi- he actually had a track record of political biases against Donald Trump in Donald Trump investigations. So not just not just a political bias, but a political bias specific to Donald Trump, but yet he's still in a, a track record. So that they found out maybe on investigation one that he is biased, and then uh, it was proven investigation two, investigation three, whatever it is, he had a long track record. I put the word long in there. A track record of political bias while handling Trump-specific investigations. Former, former, former Special Agent Tebow was accused of displaying bias in his handling of political sensitive investigations, including the criminal investigation of Hunter Biden's laptop and FBI probes of former President Donald Trump. Just the News reported. John Solomon. Whistleblowers allege that Tebow concealed the partisan nature of evidence from FBI Director Christopher Wray and Attorney General Merrick Garland to secure their approval to open an investigation to former President Donald Trump, the report added. That investigation culminated in the FBI's raid on on Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate. So it's alleging the whistleblowers that are coming forward, that's 14 so far to Jim Jordan, the whistleblowers that are coming forward from the FBI, allege 
alleged that Tebow concealed the partisan nature of, of the ed- evidence from FBI Director Christopher Wray. So in other words, what you had going on was a, back, a simple back and forth between the archives, the National Archives, which, by the way, is heavily leftist, heavily leftist, but back and forth. And then and what he did was conceal, and, 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 and he probably did what the FBI always does which is basically alleged some sort of very veiled, very ambiguous accusation and then try to build probable cause around that accusation. Here's just an example of what they do is when they were trying, when they were attempting, when they were lying multiple times, perjuring themselves in a felonious nature to get the, get the FISA warrants for the Trump collusion hoax, Peter Strzok, Andrew McCabe, Jim Comey, Lisa Page, uh, and, and I'm sure many others inside the FBI. But when they were when they were lying to get those FISA warrants, one of the things that they said was that they actually put on the affidavit. Now we've seen the heavily redacted Mar-a-Lago affidavit. You 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 submit an affidavit to get a warrant, either for an arrest or for a search warrant. Well, on their affidavits to get the FISA warrants, they actually said, they used as evidence, look at the media's reporting of Trump collusion. And they gave a list. Here's what the media is reporting. Well, the problem was, is that that's what they gave, that's what the FBI gave the media. So the FBI gives the media, leaks to the media, Trump a, a Trump collusion narrative of which, of course, the Washington Post, New York Times, NBC, CBS, ABC, MSNBC, CNN, all propagate. And then the FBI says, look at the evidence. It's even gotten to the media. That is what they do. That is how they operate. Another thing would be, if you said, you know what, you're, you're given a political speech and you say we have to fight against the Democrats. Well, they'll say, you know, they'll use that word fight to allege that you're an insurrectionist. Oh, they, they could never propagate that to that level. They already have. They already have. That's, that's exactly what they did with Bannon. It's exactly what they did with Navarro. It's exactly what they did with Roger Stone. It's exactly what they did with General Flynn. They just take something that's very innocuous and then prop it up with false evidence in other innocuous terms and then file an affidavit. Believe me, I've done a lot of that. I've written a lot of affidavits in my life. Cop 1992 to 2017 myself. I understand how people could do it who are evil. It wouldn't be that hard. And judges today are so scared of liability that if you drop an affidavit on them, they're scared really to not grant a search warrant or an arrest warrant. Further in the article from Kyle Becker and the Washington Times. And, and, and I want to always give proper proper credit also john solomon from from just the news department guidelines require employees to avoid even the appearance of bias isn't that laughable which could undermine investigations or call into question the credibility of the department's work the senator's letter said however timothy tebow an assistant special agent in charge at the fbi's washington field office engaged with and amplified partisan contact content on social media sometimes under the label of his official job title tebow is assigned to oversee public corruption matters which are often highly sensitive and involve political figures you and then here here's a video of him actually talking about here it is this is this is actually from the fbi this is fbi portland 
What is the FBI doing to combat election fraud? So this idiot, this guy right here, who has a track record of political bias in Trump investigations, is actually in charge of combating election fraud. Play for me, other. The FBI is charged with protecting the rights of all Americans, including their right to vote. While the responsibility to ensure a fair election process lies primarily at the state and local level, the FBI takes allegations of election-related violations of federal law seriously. The FBI investigates federal election crimes that generally fall into three categories, campaign finance crimes, voter ballot fraud, and civil rights violations. The FBI Washington Field Office works with our state and federal partners to engage with other law enforcement partners and provide resources about the FBI's role in elections. Now that guy who looks like he's sedated, by the way, he's sitting there talking about that he is in charge of or, or a participant in election fraud investigations. And, and I want to show you this. This is a, there he is right here, just so everybody knows. There's Timothy Tebow. This is the guy that was escorted pretty much under armed guard out of the FBI building. This is a good times for us. The reason why this is happening is because of people like you and me that aren't afraid of the truth, that aren't afraid to speak the truth. Otherwise, this guy has already got 25 years in the FBI, 25 years plus, conducting biased investigations against Donald Trump specifically and probably against all right-wing organizations in general. That's in, For 25 years, this guy's been doing this. Here's another one. Carrie Pickett Pickett tweet. Mr. Chibo, according to the former official, was also known for pushing out unvaccinated agents from the FBI's election squad that he suspected to be Trump supporters. Now leave this up so I can reference it. Now here's the interesting thing. This is what I'm always telling you, that it's all the same spirit. It's all the same agenda for all the Christians. And, I, you know, and those of you that watch this podcast all the time, you might be getting sick of hearing this, but believe me, we break through to new people every podcast. And that's the point of me telling you this. For all the Christians and all the conservatives that can't stand to fund the police, can't stand Second Amendment violations, can't stand Antifa, can't stand Black Lives Matter, can't stand a corrupt FBI, can't stand the World Economic Forum, can't stand Planned Parenthood, can't, you know, can't you know can't can't stand but the democratic party understand that they're the ones who are pushing the vaccines and all covid mitigations they're the ones doing it why would you ever listen to people who you are ideologically and even theologically opposed to and here's the thing well we don't listen we don't you certainly did you, t- you, you took the needle, you took a metal rod and shoved it into your bloodstream at people like this command. People like this. They command, look at, look at how it's all drawn together. I've been telling you it all works together. You, got, you have Soros DAs, right? Soros DAs who are refusing to prosecute crime. Why? Specifically gun crime. Why? So it gives them an excuse to come and take your guns away because there's a gun problem. There's only a gun problem because they refuse to enforce gun crime statutes that are already in place. So they have to come up with new ones. The same thing they do at the border. We need to fix our immigration system. You don't need to fix the immigration system. You need to enforce the laws that are already on the books. 
What they do, what the left does, is create a problem out of thin air, i.e. climate change, or actually create the problem itself, cause a problem itself, and then in both cases, offer their demonic solutions, their demonic totalitarian solutions. You can see how it's one in the same spirit. You have a lawless man who is also then pimping and whoring the vaccine, having FBI agents. It's hysterical. I mean, you can look at the layers of this tweet. FBI agents that he's in charge of that are anti-COVID vax and Trump supporters removed off of his election election squad. In other words, election integrity squad where they do election fraud investigations. The FBI, a Trump, a, 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 a devote, a devout Democratic Party operative, Timothy Tebow, is conducting in, in, at this time in, in Oregon election integrity investigations. I wonder if he delved deep into Olympia and Portland because, listen, all of Oregon is red. All of Oregon is red with the exception of those two cities where they are manufacturing ballots in the middle of the night. The election fraud is immense. You need to watch um, Mike Lindell's latest video on election fraud. It is immense and not just in blue states. I just wanted to show you, it is one in the same spirit. Onward, let's look at this now. You marry back to me. Dr. Anastasia uh, Maria Lopez video. Now I'm going to lay the groundwork just for, just for a few slides here. And I just labeled this cabal finance. There's lots of different angles that they're coming at you right now to suppress you, to intimidate you, to get you under their thumb, to bring you into submission. This is a perfect summation of how they will do it fiscally. Play it for me. If this parliament gets it wrong, everyday Australians will suffer through inflation or worse, stagflation for decades. And instead of working together to push Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum plan based on United Nations policies, work together instead for our country. Klaus Schwab's life by subscription, quote, is really serfdom, it's slavery. Billionaire globalist corporations will own everything, homes, factories, farms, cars, furniture, and everyday citizens will rent what they need, if their social credit score allows. The plan of the Great Reset is that you will die with nothing. To pull off this evil plan, Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum will need to take more than just material possessions from Australians. Senators in this very chamber today who support the Great Reset threaten our privacy, freedom and dignity. Yes, they're in this Senate chamber. One Nation vehemently opposes the Great Reset, the Digital Identity Bill, theft of agricultural land use, forcing farmers off their land and all of the Great Reset. One Nation has a comprehensive plan to bring our beautiful country back to sustainable prosperity. And in the months ahead, we will be rolling that plan out. Instead of Lib Lab pushing Klaus Schwab's Great Reset with the tagline, you will own nothing and be happy, One Nation advocates the Great Resist. We stand for a world where individuals and communities have primacy over predatory globalist billionaires and their quizzling bureaucrats, politicians and mouthpiece media. One Nation accepts the challenge to provide a better future for everyday Australians. We have one flag, we are one community, 
and we are one nation. Of course, that's Senator Malcolm Roberts out of Australia, a real hero right now, somebody who's standing in the truth. Let me just go over quickly some of the things that he went over. Global institutions merged with government. That is the World Economic Forum. Now, I want you to think of that logically. If you have global international, global international companies, private companies merged with government capital, I want you to think of what rights would you have? If all, just use Walmart as an example. If Walmart is producing all of your food, and I know that's an exaggeration for now, but really Walmart and this, this all went on during COVID-19. The leveraging out of private, of small, of small businesses so that you end up with these international conglomerates where there's only one source of this or one source of that. That's the plan. And then once those, once you have international companies that are your sole source of food, your sole source of fuel, your sole source of medicine, your sole source of building products, whatever it may be. Then they merge with the government because they all have to meet ESG standards, but also so that they get government contracts. They merge together and then you are leveraged out. There's only one way for you to go. And if you watch this podcast all the time, you already know what I'm about to tell you. It's all about a one world commerce system with a singular access point. Great, a great point that he brought up in that speech. So you have global institutions where you own nothing and you rent. If you can rent, no, you know, people are like, no problem. Renting's no problem. You own nothing. This is happening all over the place right now. All over, BlackRock is buying all the landlords' uh, houses, all the landlords' apartments. It hasn't quite reached single homeowners yet because what, what COVID was used for, one of the many things it was used for, because it was all on purpose, it was all about leveraging us into a one-world commerce system with a singular access point. It, it, it exemplified in the COVID, in COVID passports. You can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without it. But you had, you had Joe Biden come through and say, you know what? They, he put out an eviction moratorium. Well, if you put out an eviction moratorium, now it's funny, if you look at this, and if you just go deeper and deeper, I could spend three hours talking about it. Why was there a need, need for an eviction moratorium? Because people couldn't pay their rent because they weren't allowed to go to work because the government told them they couldn't go to work or the government shut their businesses down. So once again, you had the leftist globalist bourgeois elite causing a problem and offering their solution. And it's, one, it's layered one on top of another. They cause COVID and then they offer their various solutions. And then they cause the economic collapse and offer their various solutions which are all way worse than the problem that they, that they caused, that they perpetuated, that they actually created. That's what it's all about. So this exemplifies that. So right now you have BlackRock and Vanguard going and scooping up all of these landlords' apartment complexes and housing units, right? I mean, I showed you, I showed you out of Great Britain, line of 150 people for a single-bedroom apartment. So 150 people putting in an application for a one-bedroom apartment, standing out in the road, standing out in the parking lot, hoping that they'll be the ones picked in a 150-family lottery for a one-bedroom apartment. That's all planned. So then if you're so desperate that there's only one person that offers housing, then you'll do anything for the housing. And Malcolm Roberts exemplifies this. No problem. We'll own everything. We'll rent to you if you qualify via your social credit system score right out of 
Now, that's right out of the CCP and the PLA in China. Everybody, all 1.2 billion people in China are all hooked into the social credit system. And there's endless surveillance cameras everywhere. They they continue to perpetuate the COVID myth there, shutting down their economic centers. There's tanks in front of banks now. It's all about bringing you into submission, leveraging you into a one-world commerce system. Some of it is to flat-out kill you. You are the carbon they want to get rid of. Just remember whenever they talk about overpopulation, the 8 billion people that live on the planet, all 8 billion people could easily fit into the state of Texas. And they're always talking about overpopulation. It's the exact opposite. Even Elon Musk, pretty much a libertarian leftist, is saying that underpopulation is the problem. And it is. And God, listen, God loves people. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So God never wants anybody to perish. And God wants more people. But that's what it's really, think about the other things. That these are up, these are legislative items that will be or are up for vote right now in Australia, Five Eyes partner of the United States. The digital identification bill. Now all the Christians who took the vaccine, locked your churches down, strapped masks on, the very same people that told you to do those things, which you so dutifully did, They're the same people that now are propagating, are pushing forward legislatively the digital identification bill. Same things that sort of, oh, this will never happen here. That's just Australia. No, no, no. We have that already happening right now. I'll show you in just a second in the United States. That's actually being legislatively pushed forward right now. That, That doesn't, as a Christian, wake you up to Revelation 13 and 14. The mark of the beast where you can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without the mark on your right hand or on your forehead. And in a five eyes first world country, basically one of the top five countries on the planet, Australia is pushing forward a digital identification bill where you can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without your digital ID. Ukraine is already cashless. And everybody's heading that way. And also happening in Australia. Very strange. Netherlands, it's happening. Canada, it's happening. They hide it in the United States, the confiscation of farmland. I'm always getting ahead of myself. They're having a problem with the confiscation of farmland. If you're a right winger, it's a problem because the only problem with not having farmland is without farmland, you don't eat or you get to eat their insect larvae that they want you to eat. Which, by the way, you need to be checking all your food labels now. Be checking them fervently. Be checking them specifically because a lot of food right now is starting to slip in insect protein beware buyer beware it's all about slipping it under the radar until it's too late to turn around which by the way never is too late there's just a consequence to it people will call you names if you try to turn things around so look at all look at all the commonalities where you have the confiscation of farmland why are they confiscating farmland so they controlled all the food it's happening in the netherlands netherlands the netherlands is the number two agricultural producer on the planet, second only to the United States. And you have Mark Rutt, who is an award-winning, I, and I mean that, an award-winning member of the World Economic Forum. So is every prime minister in Australia, Scott Morrison, before Albanese right now, both of them, World Economic Forum members are the prime ministers of Australia. Trudeau, who's confiscating farmland, attempting to, via climate change, I was going to say litigation, Climate change legislation, 
because you can't have nitrogen from fertilizer or cow gas going into the air. He's trying to confiscate it. And what I was going to say about in the United States is you can't get away yet in the United States with saying, you know what, we're going to confiscate your farmland. So what do you have right now is people buying farmland, 500,000 acres. Bill Gates and the CCP have jointly bought themselves two entities, 500,000 acres of American farmlands. You've heard me say a million times on this podcast, the number one private owner of farmland in America is Bill Gates. And here's the thing. You're like, well, at least he's just the number one private owner. That should not bring you comfort because big agriculture is globalist left. Big ag, which is trying to leverage out of existence all of the small farms in America because they're big agriculture. Again, it's the merging of corp- of multinational corporations with the government. So you have all of the assets of the private companies mixed with all of the enforcement measures of the federal government together to leverage out in that way. Why? Why would they want to do that? So that they can control their enemies or potential enemies. You want to, or they just turn you from not being their enemy. You know what? No problem. You don't want to, you want to be our enemy? No eat for you. No food for you. That's the whole idea. Oh, it can't be that bad. You just don't read the book of Revelation then. Or maybe you're a Christian who thinks the book of Revelation is conspiracy theory. Are you somebody who's that deluded now? That you don't think the mark of the beast is going to happen? And a third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, Whoever, receive, whoever, whoever worships the beast and his image and receives his mark on their forehead or on their hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the indignation of God, which is being poured out full, I mean, wine of the wrath of God, which is being poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb and the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever and they have no rest day or night who worship the beast and his image. And whoever receives the mark of his name, is that right-wing conspiracy to you, evangelical Christian? I know that primarily I'm preaching to the choir right now, but there's a few people you think that's right-wing conspiracy. It's unfolding right before your very eyes. Well, you can't buy, sell, trade, or travel. Here we are, 29 months, 29 months, 29 months into 15 days to flatten the curve, and you can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without a vaccine passport, which is predicated on stopping transmission and infection using a vaccine that doesn't stop transmission or or infection and you haven't woken up yet? All because of pride, you're afraid to say those vaunted three words. I was wrong. I was fooled, whatever it may be. Let's go to the next one. We're going, oh, that's that. Okay, I'm wrong. Uh, Greg Nelson, just in, okay. eBay, I jumped ahead of myself one slide. eBay locking accounts. You didn't think it's happening in the United States, right? Right? What's all this? What's all this? Eighty-seven thousand. This was in place before the eighty-seven thousand hire, but you now you have eighty. Why do you think they hired eighty-seven thousand new agents and administrators inside of the IRS? It's because of this legislation right here. You know what it's like to track down every six hundred dollar transaction in America? You can't do it. It's not just. It's not just about you being audited. It's about this eBay locking accounts and remember remember what Malcolm Roberts said you'll own nothing be happy and rent everything if you have an apropos social credit score and all the while in Australia they're passing legislation or attempting to for a digital ID system well here you have eBay 
locking accounts of users who sell over $600 worth of products until they submit their social security number for IRS reporting because Joe Biden unilaterally, and now with 87,000 new agents to enforce it, put a, put legislation. It's not even, it's not legislation. It's just, it's just an executive office fiat. It's just an executive order where if you have any transaction of over, leave this up for me because I need to leave it side by side so I can read off of it. All right. Well, hurry up then. Whatever you're doing, get it done faster. Okay, put it side by side though. There you go. All right, it was better before. Put it back where it was before, okay? So it's, you, you guys may not be seeing things the same way I am or whatever, but anyway, so what the whole idea is is to be able to track you. It's no different. You were like, no, there's no you know, digital credit system that's going to be put into, put into place in the United States. Inaccurate. It's already being put in place. Australians will accept a digital ID system. They'll just accept it. Listen, they were accepting COVID camps. They have 96% vaccine compliance. That's not the case in the United States. We're under 70% vaccine compliance. And it may even be better. And, and by the way, and as far as boosters, we're less than 50% compliant. Australia, they're, I'm talking 96% of them are fully vaxxed in, in Australia. So you can use, you know, we're going to put everybody on a digital ID system. Everybody would freak in the United States if you did that. Right now, not everybody. Of course, you'd have all the evangelicals that lock their churches down, strap masks on their face, and vaccinate, and turn their, turn their uh, uh, churches into vaccine brothels. Then they would all bend over, spread them wide, and take the government turkey baster right up the rectum. They would all do that. We know that. But there's a large portion of Americans, both evangelicals and conservatives, that would freak. And they know that, so they can't do it yet. So they do it like this. This is a social credit system. They're able to track. Why, why do they need to know every transaction of over $600? Why would they need to know that? It's not, it's not so they can get your taxes. We bring in $5 trillion worth of taxes every year. They don't need any more taxes. It's so that they can bring you into submission so that they can track you and eventually leverage you out, leverage you into a one world commerce system. That's what this is about. All right, go to the next one for me. This is from Starbucks. We're going cashless. Cashless is not good, folks. If you are cashless, that means somebody controls your cash outside of you. Somebody can, well, I don't, I'm even using the wrong verbiage because that's how I've been trained. Somebody is using your, somebody is controlling your money outside of you. Cash gives you control over your money. Gives you control over it. Once it's a, once it's a digital currency, then it can be shut off by other, by entities. I mean, look at, look at what happened during the Freedom Convoy in Canada. You have Christia Freeland, Assistant Prime Minister, and Justin Trudeau invoke the Emergencies Act. And under the Emergencies Act, they locked down people's bank accounts. If you sent 10 bucks in to support the Freedom Convoy, they locked your bank account because all that money is digital. So people think they're going to resist. That was the time to resist. Once it all goes digital, you're going to have to have brass cajones to resist. You will have to have brass cajones to resist. And where the rapture of the church falls into all this, well, when, when the Antichrist is actually revealed, the lawless one, the son of perdition, is actually revealed, that's when the rapture of the church happens. Now, what does revealed mean? Revealed either means that we all know who he is, in my opinion, that will be when we all know who he is, 
but not necessarily when he comes onto the scene. So you, need, you just need to know these things because you're, you, when you see things are going cashless, you're like, well, it's very convenient. You, you'd, rather be, you'd rather have convenience over freedom. Plus, I mean, there's nothing wrong with making cashless transactions as long as you have cash to back it up. You actually have cash in your bank account. You actually have cash in an IRA. The cash in a 401k, whatever it may be. But once it goes completely digital, and of course, who wants that to happen? The Democratic Party, which are nothing more than the representatives of the bourgeois globalist left represent, coming out of the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. That's who they are. And of course, they want it. And again, I tell everybody, if you're somebody who actually does believe the book of Revelation, does believe that we're going to go cashless, does believe that, that that is a tactic of the Antichrist, then why are you taking their vaccines? Because it's the same, the same people that are propagating us going cashless and having digital IDs, vaccine passports, the same people that are pushing those forward are the ones who are pushing you to strap masks on your face. And you're like, masks are over. Yeah, masks are over if you're living where I am in Northport, Florida right now. Masks are over. But can be quickly reinstituted. Charlie Chris wins the, wins the, the governorship of Florida. We'll all be back in masks, although I never will put one on. Hear my words. I will never put one on. You're like, Tommy, you never. Only time I ever put a mask on is to go into hospitals and visit people. That's it. I ain't wearing no stupid mask. So I won't put it back on, but everybody else will. And I know that those that I'm speaking to on this podcast, you're the exception of the rule like me, because you know that that's a precursor to much worse totalitarianism of which most people never caught on to. All right, so let's go to this one. But I just want to show you this. This is the end game of their policies. These two videos I'm going to show you out of Paris and out of Portland. This is the end game of their totalitarianism. This is the end game of their fiscal totalitarianism. This is the end game of their lawless, where they, where they don't back the police, where they defund the police. There's only one city in America, one urban center in America right now that's doing well. One. And that's Miami because it is, it is run by a right-wing Latino Republican mayor, Trump supporter, who has refunded and now put in more funds in the police than there was but prior to him taking office. And he's lower taxes. And their crime rate, they, they had... 300 and something murders before he came into office. They've had 20 per year. And now they've had 28 this year. It's simple solutions. Just like that. Life is very simple. Now, whenever you go leftist, you defund the police, high taxation, lawlessness, not prosecuting crimes. Make yourself a sanctuary city like Paris, which Paris for all intents and purposes is now a Muslim and Islamic sanctuary city. Islamic jihadist stronghold is now Paris. This is what happens whenever you go the leftist, globalist, bourgeois elitist route. Now, because they will, uh, Emmanuel Macron is not going to live like the video I'm about to show you. He will be living in his high rise or he'll be living behind, at a mansion behind a wall, a wall that you're not allowed to have, behind guns that you're not allowed to have. He won't live like this. But this is the result of his policies. Look where Paris has gone now. Play for me, other.
See, now you think that this would be in the slums, right? You thought this is deep in the slums. This is basically in a regular sort of financial district-looking area, Paris, France, with raccoon-sized rats by the hundreds, right, right next to kids on their bicycles. That is what the left wants for you. You have Ted Wheeler and Kate Brown running Portland, Oregon, and this is what Portland looks like. Play for me. That's not Lebanon. That's that's Portland, Oregon. That's in the United States of America. And that's every day. And if you don't think that this can come to you, then elect a Democrat. It will be on your doorstep within 365 days. Los Angeles looks identical. Dallas, Texas looks identical. Houston, Texas looks identical. Ed Young Sr. I didn't I couldn't include it, but you go find him on on, you know, on social media somewhere. Ed Young Sr. actually did. I opened up his sermon out of Houston, Texas, about the crime rate in Houston, which has been totally and completely taken over by Democrats and the Californians moving, running from the rapid, horrible crime rate inside of actually inside of California. They run, they run to Texas and then elect the exact same politicians, exact same sort of politicians that instituted all of the legislation that they hate. They elect the exact same people to institute all of the laws and all of the legislation they ran from to be put into place in their current location. Oh, you got it. Ed Young right here. Just I'll show you just a little bit out of it, a bit of this, a, a little, little snippet out of this message. Here's Ed Young talking about the crime rate inside of Houston. Play for me. Let me give you statistics that I have checked through several sources of where we are in crime. Listen carefully. Auto theft, eight months, 10,166 automobiles. Automobile break-ins, 27,245. Burglary of homes, 4,486. Aggravated assaults, 8,866. Kidnapping, 78. Robbery, 4,597. Sexual assault, 487. Murder, 273. And right now, ladies and gentlemen, the murder rate in Houston, Texas is greater than the city of Chicago and certainly New York, right here where we live. 
What's the cause of this? A lot of things, delayed justice. There are over 135,000 untried criminal cases right here. There are over 60,000 pending felony cases. There are over 450 untried capital murder cases. And there's some 54,000 new criminal cases entering the pipeline this year, eight months. There are 182 violent offenders released on bond have murdered someone this year. 182 violent offenders released on bond have already murdered these eight months. So there you go. And Aaron, my producer Aaron just said, welcome to the, to the Black Robe Regiment. This is what all pastors should be doing. My wife said that sitting right across from me right now. And see what's happening. What the cause is, is a couple of things. It's more, it's more than one thing. You have all the Californians who are fleeing high taxation and high crime rates and then fleeing to Texas. Everyone thinks Texas is a bastion of white wing conservatism. It still is. It's still a red state. But many Californians are moving to Austin, Houston, and Texas. In Fort Worth, the tri the tri city area also. So you have all these Californians streaming into Texas, fleeing high taxation, fleeing high high levels of government regulation, fl- fleeing high levels of crime, and then voting in the very things they fled from. That's how stupid people are. They're just stupid people. That's one thing. And then on the other, what you have is Soros DAs that refused to prosecute crime. I'll just use one statistic that he used. 182 people that were let out on bail, and I bet you it's some form of cashless bail in some, to some varying degree or another. 182, this is this year, 2022, and we're only nine months into this year. 182 re-murdered. So they were let out, but it's not necessarily re-murdered, but re, 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 re-offended by murdering. So you had violent offenders that were released under bail and then they murdered people 182 times this year alone in Houston, Texas. Unbelievable. And this is what pastors must do. I do it all the time. Don't mix politics with the pulpit. That's not a Bible verse. So what in Jesus is the word. So what form of Jesus are you following? A creation in your own mind if it's not the Bible. Don't mix politics with the pulpit. It takes a village. Everything happens for a reason. None of those things are Bible verses. Why do you live by them? Just, and why, don't, why don't pastors get up and you know, address the fact that you've had hundreds of murders, over 200 murders. Their murder rate in Houston is worse than Chicago and San Francisco. In a allegedly right wing, and this is what, Idiots like Gavin Newsom come out and say, well, the murder rates in some red states are worse than blue states. Yeah, in, in blue-controlled areas of red states, like Houston, Dallas, Fort Worth, Austin, Texas. Yeah, the murder rates in all of those blue-controlled areas are through the roof, but not in the red state itself. Everywhere that's controlled under red has very low murder rates. You just look at it again like I told you. Aaron, see if you can pull up for me the name of the mayor, the current mayor of Miami. You go in and you institute conservative values 
even Christian values into a city where you are refunding the police? Actually, hiring areas. Can you put it on the screen in any way, shape, or form? I just want to give, if you can, just see if you can figure it out for me. Suarez is his last name, right? Suarez is the, is the mayor of Miami. Francis Suarez is the mayor of Miami. I want to give credit where credit is due. When you actually institute conservatism in a city, you go from 360 murders to 28. You go, you go from people feeling very unsafe and very, being very unhappy. Miami is ranked one of the happiest places on the planet to live now. Because you go and you drive around Miami. There also there he is right there, Francis Suarez. He's doing an unbelievable job. Because he instituted very, I mean, it's very simple. You want crime to be low. And what he also did was lower the taxes, lower, greatly lower the taxes, which brought in industry, brought in all sorts of businesses. So they're ranked, they have a very, very high level of happiness. There's, there's some sort of scale that they measure it by. And they're one of the highest in the country, if not the highest in the country, is Miami, Florida. And it's gotten beautiful down there again. It used to just be a den of iniquity. And now it's a booming, beautiful city. Full of business, cops everywhere. Everybody's happy, and that's why you saw it. Trump just oh, Trump came very close to winning Miami, came very close to winning the Metro Dade, winning winning Dade County where Miami is. Close, he turned it. Almost, almost, you know, not not to a win, but got very close to winning. Eventually, it will because Demo- I mean Republicans will move there. They'd rather move there than Tampa. Tampa, which is controlled by a leftist lesbian by the last name of Castro. Facts! Can't remember her first name. Slips in my mind. But who wants, who want, and I love, listen, I, I love Tampa. I'm just about an hour south of Tampa. My favorite church on the planet, outside of my own, is the River Church in Tampa under Pastor Rodney Howard Brown. I love Tampa, but it's controlled by leftists. Pastor Rodney Howard Brown got arrested there for conducting a church service in the United States of America. All right, speaking of that, because that's about COVID, I just had to show you this video before we get into vaccines. It's just a simple video, but it's a side-by-side from August 25th to August 28th with Joe Biden. And by the way, America is still under a state of emergency. We're under state because of COVID-19. So that if the people who are instituting and legislating us into a state of emergency, then you think that they would be petrified of COVID, especially Joe Biden, who basically caught COVID three, four times inside of two weeks. Joe Biden just tested positive for COVID again, and they're both quadruple vaxxed and on Paxlovid. You'd think that he'd be petrified of COVID, right? Well, let's look, let's look, at, let's look at the facts. Let's look at how he really lives his life. Play for me, other. That video right there destroys the COVID narrative. That destroys it all from me. Why would you not, even if you're a leftist? On August 25th, Joe Biden is in a crowd of thousands. He very rarely can ever get a big crowd, but in this rare instance, he actually has a big crowd. And look at me, there he is. And he's supposed to be isolating. He's supposed to be because he has, he's contact traced next to Joe Biden. So they believe anything that they say. You're like, well, things have changed. Nothing has changed. What's changed? 
More people are dying of COVID now. Joe Biden's got 800,000, according to their own statistics. Leave this up for me. According to his own statistics from the CDC, Joe Biden gets credited with over 800,000 COVID deaths. Donald Trump, about 340,000 COVID deaths, according to their own statistics, right? So nothing has changed. Everything got worse once you, insti- once, you put, once you instituted vaccines, once you mandated vaccines, once you recommended vaccines, everything got worse. So allegedly, nothing has changed. It's more COVID deaths in Australia than ever before. More 2022, more COVID deaths in New Zealand than ever before. 2022, more, more excess deaths all over the globe. More COVID deaths in Canada than ever before. More COVID deaths in the United States than ever before. No, nothing has changed. So it's, if they use the excuse of, well, things have changed, the, the variants aren't as severe. Okay, well, let's let, then why is he wearing a mask in one photo and not another then? If, if, if it's no longer a threat, then why is he wearing a mask alone? And by the way, it's always funny because he puts the mask on after he gets out of the tube. Whatever tube that he's, whatever tube he's flying around in or driving around in, where there's people right next to him, he's unmasked. But then when he gets out, he puts a mask on to walk alone in a field with nobody within 50 yards of the man. So even if their narrative is things have changed, then he violates that narrative by wearing a mask. If things haven't changed, then he violates that narrative by being in a crowd full of people all within an inch of each other. So there is, it's never been about science because both of those, both of those, uh, suppositions that I just gave you are violated by these pictures either one so it's about if you pick one as the science or the other science they're both violated by what Joe Biden and all Democrats do so and this is nothing has changed this has been what it's this is what it's been about from day one if you're watching this and you put them dutifully and compliantly put masks on vaccinated lockdown quarantine wash your hands with alcohol gel 50 times a day it's never been about your health. It's been about people like this who violate their own dictates and mandates and recommendations, routinely violate them because they're not afraid of the very thing they're telling you to be afraid of. Because there's nothing to be afraid of. It's a 99.9% survival virus. They know it. That's why you have Gavin Newsom sitting in the French laundry, you know, shoulder to shoulder with his friends at the epicenter of the, of the alleged pandemic. It's all lies. It's all been lies from day one. All right, let's move on to vaccines. Now get ready. This can be kind of depressing for people, and it is. It's sad, but it's the truth, and you need to know what the truth is. Dr. James Olson, call it whatever you want. This is number two now within the last couple days. Call it whatever you want. Another high school football player dead at 15 from cardiac arrest. That used to be national news. It no longer is national news. Here's a, go to the next one for me. This is Emma Marsha video. Look at this poor girl. Play it for me. I'm just so freaking fucked up. I don't want to be that person that fucking cries on this app, but God fucking damn it. Really? Like, I feel like my whole life's been stripped from me. This is so freaking painful. Ah, yeah, I'm done. I'm that person that cries on this app, but it's not about a boy. It's about my freaking life. Um, ugh. Anyone else? 
Anyone else notice this? Like, I was literally just following doctor's orders, following the government mandates, and now this is my life. Am I allowed to say- So you would think that somebody like me would say, I told you so. I don't. I want her healed. I want her saved, and I want her healed. I'm not here to just say, I told you so, I told you so. I am trying to save lives. I'm trying to wake you up if you need to be woken up. If you are a compliant, cooperative Christian who listened to the abortionist medical advice for you, the gay activist medical advice for you, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, Democratic Party's advice for you, the globalist elitist World Economic Forum, Pfizer's advice for you, suddenly all those that you are theologically and philosophically opposed to, but when it comes to your health, you listen to them? I want you made well. Well, like the vaccine, it doesn't bother me. I hope that stays that way for you. I hope it does. I really do. I don't want anybody to be, I don't want anybody to live like that girl's living. I want you to live. But the fact of the matter is that this vaccine is the greatest plague that has ever been unleashed upon upon America and upon the globe, upon humanity. Go to the next one for me, Dr. James E. Olson. Uh, Is it Charles B.? Is that right, Aaron? Charles B., Dean, star of DC series Black Lightning, probably a lot of you know, dead at 32. International celebrity, beautiful woman, dead at 32. Died at a hospital in New York. The South African actress and model passed away yesterday from an unexpected and sudden illness happening all over the globe every day by the thousands. Go to the next one for me. Dr. James E. Olson, Football World, reacts to Kurt Herbstreit, host of College Game Day, concerning health issues. Here's a young man, never had, he's about 10 years younger than me, he's never had a health issue in his life, not one. I used to watch College Game Day all the time before they went woke, before college football went woke. Been healthy his whole life. He takes a virus, he takes a vaccine because he wouldn't be allowed to host College Game Day anymore without taking it because ESPN mandated vaccines. Mandated vaccines against the virus that's 99.9% survivable. Mandated vaccines to stop transmission and infection. Using a vaccine that doesn't stop transmission or infection. And you're like, Tom, all that's illogical and nonsensical. Of course it is. So what's behind it then? If it's nonsensical and illogical, then it means there's a control, submission, nefarious motive behind it all, which there is. So now Kurt Herbstreit, who thought, you know what, I'm just going to be compliant I'm just going to be cooperative and I've got to keep my job as breathing problems and blood clots in his lungs. How does he end up with blood clots in your lungs? How does that happen? Somehow they got into my bloodstream. It's called S spike proteins and it starts with capillary blood clotting that he probably took the vaccine somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 months to 15 months ago. It's capillary blood clotting that turns into pulmonary embolisms. Because the S spike protein does one of two things. It it does this no matter what. It changes the structural wall of your cells from being smooth to being jagged, which causes, because it's an S spike protein. You're not supposed to have trillions of them injected into you. And this is not a vaccine anyway. It's a gene manipulator. It's a gene alterer, permanently changing your genetic material. So it causes, S-spike proteins cause your cell cell walls to become jagged, which causes capillary blood clotting, which leads to pulmonary embolisms. And it also causes antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome, a hyperimmune response that changes your antibodies 
from being killers into ushers. That's what it does. And that's from the last part. Well, it's both actually from Robert W. Malone, who holds nine patents in mRNA vaccine production, the creation of mRNA technology. He owns nine patents in that area. He is basically the father of mRNA technology and told everybody, don't take this thing. Don't take it. By the way, he took it and he nearly killed him. He knows. He's like, okay, I was wrong. That's what you do. You actually come out and say, I was wrong. But that's what this thing does. Let's go to the next one. Dr. Eli David. Official total, Israel official total mortality numbers released. 2020 was the year of once in a century pandemic, allegedly, with no vaccines available. So you should have the most deaths, right? And 2021 trounces 2020. 2022 trounces 2021. But total mortality in 2021 and 2022 is dramatically higher. What's killing all these people? Climate change? They're blaming hot showers and they're blaming hot weather all of a sudden for causing pulmonary embolisms. Hot water and hot weather do not cause capillary blood clotting, which lead to pulmonary embolism. Gene manipulation does. S-spike proteins does. Look at the numbers. It's very simple. Look at them. It's right there. 2020 is on your is on your right, going to your left. Look at every number. Compare them. Excess mortality by month. 2020, 4,000, and compared to 5,000 this, this year. You, I'll leave it. I won't read all of them for you. Screenshot that and send that to your, to your friends that believe in vaccinations, which reminds me, like and share, like and share, like and share right now. You're like, Tommy, you always do this routine. I got to do it. We want to get the truth out to as many people as we possibly can. Like and share. Facebook probably won't let you share it, but try it anyway. Rumble, share, share off Black Robe. Share as much as you can off of YouTube. We have to delete the podcast right after we're done so we won't be sitting on YouTube anymore. But they can come to our YouTube, my YouTube page because I've been banned for life. The church's YouTube page has been banned for life from my vaccine disinformation, which, by the way, has now been proven true and admitted to by Anthony Fauci and the CDC. But I'm still banned for life. So there must be a nefarious motive, correct? It certainly doesn't make sense. It's illogical and nonsensical. But get this out. Share as much as you can right now. Everybody do it right now. Share, share, share. And make sure you have a Getter account. Make sure you have a Gab account. Make sure you have a Rumble account. Make sure that you make sure you have a Black Robe TV account. Right, where am I at? Uh, Dr. James E. Olson. Here we go. Wausau, Wisconsin, morning, morning news anchor, Nita uh, Pakolk or something like that, dead suddenly. Very strange, isn't it? Very strange. Go to the next one for me. John Meadows, world-famous bodybuilder, dead unexpectedly at 49. Go to the next one for me. Rise Melbourne video. Here is a funeral director. Listen to what he has to say. Play it for me. reasons we want to talk to you is I think your partner said you used to do two to three funerals a week. Now you're doing about six to seven. Is that correct? Yes, we've been that busy, Michael. The last little while, even this morning, I didn't know you were coming to town, but this morning um, I counted the numbers in the book, you know, for the past six months. And exactly, almost exactly, we're up in the last six months by 50%. Um, so that's that's why we've been so busy. And uh, I was very concerned because on Tuesday of this week, 
a very, very special school friend who I sat next to for five years. We had his funeral service on Tuesday. He was born in 1955. I'm seeing lots of people dying that are born in the 60s uh, and beyond. So it's not just the elderly. And, it's, and when you feel that something's not quite right, you'll see a death notice. We may not be the funeral directors, but I think, hang on, that person is a, normally a super fit person. And I've had a few instances happen in the last six months where it has been quite startling that they would actually pass away. How are they passing away? Is it like slow or quick? Or what, are they, what are they dying of? Well, it seems that some are dying in their sleep. Uh, there's been two or three that I know that have had... Um, this is not necessarily my funeral company, but there's this particular one I was thinking of, the super fit person. She died of a, a brain aneurysm, and I've noticed there's been two or three of those around the, the northern part of Tasmania. So there's something that's not, hap not quite right. It just doesn't feel right to me, and I, I just can't put my finger on it right now. But it, it seems to have happened very suddenly because you can imagine um, we, we need to pre-plan with, with sort of staffing, um, with our premises. And it's only been the last, say, seven months. Uh, the previous ten, ten and a quarter years were very, very consistent. But this has been a rapid rise in the last six to seven months. So... Um, we are, we, we're quite concerned. A record rise in the last six to seven months, up 50% for a funeral director. Notice that wasn't happening in 2020. The left stream media propagated that it was happening, just like they had their refrigerated body trucks in, in Manhattan, which, by the way, never happened. That was all lies. Because if you need refrigerated body trucks, right, then why is it that the two Army Corps of Engineer hospitals built in New York City, saw zero patients. Why is it that the USS Comfort, which was retrofitted to treat COVID patients and, went and, and actually ported in New York Harbor, saw 127 total patients out of 9 million people that live in New York City? How? It's all been a lie. Yes, COVID exists. Yes, some people. Mainly the elderly, the average age of death of COVID. The average age of death of COVID is 79. Average age of death in America is 77. 80% of all COVID hospitalizations are amongst the obese and morbidly obese. That's all facts, by the way. All facts. Oh, Tom, 1.2 million Americans have died. That's what the left is telling you. The same people that tell you that Joe Biden got 84 million votes are the same people telling you that there's 1.2 million COVID, COVID deaths. The same people, the CDC, Rochelle Walensky, who allegedly is restructuring the CDC to do a better job because of their mishandling of COVID. The very same CDC who refuses to release hospitalization and death numbers amongst the vaccinated. Why? Why would Pfizer want to hide the development of their vaccination for 75 years? Strange, isn't it? And all the Christians line up to take their vaccine. All Christians who are supposed to be of the truth, the truth will set you free, want to take a vaccine from a company who wants to die its development for 75 years. Truly amazing to me. I don't have any clue how to pronounce this, this, the title of this Twitter feed. UG something up top there. Credit to you, whoever you are. Exhaustive study of German mortality finds excess deaths tightly correlated with mass vaccination. Do I have the chart by itself, Aaron? There we go. So there it is. Now there's 2020. Now notice the baseline is normal deaths. 
Normal deaths. Now, I want you to look at this now. So where was there even a rise in 2020? Look at it. In 2020, death, during the epicenter of the pandemic, deaths amongst the 0 to 14, 15 to 29 went precipitously down. So there was less than average deaths, slightly up in 30 to 39. But I mean, less than, I mean, look at, when I say slightly up, I mean almost immeasurably up. Less than 1%. Less than 1% went up for 40 to 49. It went down from 50 to 59. It went less than 2% up from 60 to 69. About 2% up from 70 to 79. 0% up from 88. Do you, you guys see this? I mean, this is, this is insane. You were completely and totally lied to. And you strapped a mask on your face anyway. It went immeasurably up for both. Oh, 90 plus deaths went up. For less than 1%. And, and it, total, less than 1% increase in deaths. And you've been told this is a, a pandemic of Spanish flu proportions. And listen, I love Donald Trump, but Donald Trump put pimps and whores that, pimps and whores that statement. I stopped the Spanish flu. At Donald, wrong. Here comes the next year under your Operation Warp Speed. Look at how, oh, next year, let's see. Well, you know, because statistically speaking, of course, from the Axe Force Lionitis Stanford study, zero to 19 year olds post infection, post infection survival rate of COVID, 99.997%, seven to 20 times more likely to die of the flu. So, of course, here we go moving over to 2021. Now we're in the vaccinations. Strange now, look at the comparison. 15 to 29, 15 to 29 year olds. In 2020, in the epicenter of the, of, the, of the pandemic, their deaths went down about 2%. And very strange, they went up nearly 4% under the vaccine. Up nearly 66, 6%, 30 to 39, 40 to 49. Up a whopping almost 10%. 50 to 59, up about 2.5%. 60 to 69, up about 6.5%. 70 to 79, 6.5%. 80 to 89, only up about 2%. Because remember, most of the, a lot of those people die. It's tough to get an act. It's hard to say. It's tough to say it. Bible wants you to live 120 years, though. Keep that in mind. And then totally, they went up about two, three percent under the vaccines when they went up statistically zero when there was no vaccine. These are the facts. This is undisputable. This is irrefutable. Pick from the mirror. University student dies. This is a new diagnosis now. From all of the quote unquote experts, medical experts in the world, I guess now suddenly, you know, they made up SADS. We got sudden adult death syndrome. Now we got that, which never existed prior to 2022. All these people dropping dead, funeral, funeral director just testified to that. All these healthy people just dying in their sleep. SADS. Well, now there's a new way to die and it's called dying of joy. So university student who has a 0% chance of ever dying of COVID, statistically 0% chance of dying of anything, suddenly dies of joy after hearing he passed his exams with flying colors. This is actually propagated by the media. The very media that told you to take a vaccine, strap a mask on your face, lock your business or your church down. Same media. Now is telling you that students who hear that they passed their exams die of joy. That's where we're at. The next one for me, Dr. Anastasia Maria Lopez 
Evelyn Lenare, Lenare Melcher, nine, of Ephrata passed away July 19th, 2022. Strange, isn't it? Build the next one for me. I wish I could scrub this spike. It's from Michelle Tweet. I wish I could scrub the spike protein out of my vax, vax injured system as easily as the CDC.gov scrubs their website. That's what they do. CDC has scrubbed the NIH. Yeah, leave that up for me. So look at it. Here you have it. Well, before they had at, at the bottom there, um, talking about mRNA spike proteins. Suddenly now, it's no longer mRNA spike proteins no longer exists on the CDC website. Why? Because the S spike proteins cause capillary blood clotting, causes your cell wall to become jagged instead of smooth, which causes your, your cells to coagulate, to clot. So now that's been removed. Just like the NIH, strangely out of nowhere, Anthony Fauci testifies in front of Rand Paul about gain-of-function research, and within the next couple days, all references to gain-of-function research is removed off of the NIH and NIH website. And then nobody ever calls them into question outside of us right-wing extremists. Even if you're a leftist, it should bother you. You have this mRNA technology inside your body. You've been injected with trillions of S-spike proteins. It should bother you that the very government entity that injected you or urged you to be injected pulls information about that injection suddenly off their website. Factual information, indisputable information, suddenly gets pulled off their website. And you don't even bat an eye? You should be concerned. You need to be prayed over. Go to the next one for me, Jesse Kelly tweet. New York Post first at the bottom. Latest COVID booster shots will be released before human testing is complete. I saw a video on this. I don't know if I have it or not here. I don't think I do. But I saw Dr. Robert Malone speaking about this. Everybody knows now what they're releasing the new COVID shot. By the way, you have to have a full COVID regimen of the first one. So you have to be vaccinated against. So if you wanted, if you wanted this new booster against Omicron, which is a BA5, BA4 variant, right? If you want that booster, which you're an idiot if you do, Tom, you're, you're too mean for a pastor. No, truth is the truth. You're an idiot if you do. But if you do, here's the protocol. You have to get all your prior vaccinations in place against a variant that no longer exists. So you have to get your alpha variant vaccinations boost. I mean, vaccine one, vaccine two against a variant that no longer exists on planet earth. The alpha variant, the original variant. That's what you have to do to actually get this. And what they're doing is they're testing this exclusively on mice. All expertise in laboratory, all experts in laboratory experimentation, immunologists, vaccinologists, those are all real words, Epidemiologists all know that the immune system of, vac- uh, of mice is not compatible with humans. But this vaccine will be exclusively tested on mice. There will be no human trial at all. In the prior trials, they stopped testing the animals because the animals were dying. Facts. That's the truth. Along with Pfizer's trial, which killed 1,200 people and caused 44% of their pregnant women to miscarry. So now what they're doing, and by the way, there's no FDA uh, review board. They're no longer paneling, impaneling the FDA board, which usually is doctors all throughout the country that look at these things under a microscope and give their opinions. They're no longer doing it. It just gets rubber stamps. Don't believe about the reformation inside of the FDA or the, or the CDC. There is none. It's all about fast tracking. 
This is all about perpetuating the EUA. As long as you keep boosting and injecting kids, then you extenuate your EUA for forever in perpetuity. Otherwise, it otherwise they'd have to shift shift to Comirnaty, which is the only FDA approved that not one American has gotten yet, which they've which violated every military contract of, of any soldier, airman, marine, coast guard, whatever that they've injected with. They're not one of them has received Comirnaty. They all have a class action lawsuit, but I can't digress into that right now. So there is no there's no real even animal testing upon animals' immune systems that are compatible with human beings' immune systems. None. They're injecting this into mice. That's why you always hear about the experimentation being done on humanized mice. These are not humanized mice. They're just my they're just mice. And they're unleashing this. And you look at Jesse Kelly's comment on top. Oh, there will be plenty of human testing. Just like what's already the Pfizer, the Moderna, the AstraZeneca, they were not. There was no real human testing. There was some. But as soon as they got their emergency use authorization, they injected their control group. So there is no comparison between the vaccinated in the, and the unvaccinated after a certain period of time in the Pfizer trials, in the Pfizer development, which is why they wanted it kept confidential for 75 years. Therefore, that way, all the people that initiated this vaccine will be dead by the time they be held accountable for it. That's all. It's all the truth. This is all the truth. There's a heaven, there's a hell. If you don't turn from sin, you're going to hell for it. Simple as that. You can lose your salvation. Simple as that. I don't care if you're a Calvinist. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what you think. If they have escaped the corruption of the world by knowing, by knowing, by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and are again entangled in and overcome, they are worse off at the end than they were at the beginning. It would have been better for them not to have known, known the way of righteousness than to have known it and then to turn their backs on the sacred command that was passed on to them. Of them, the Proverbs are true. A dog returns to his vomit and a sow that is washed returns to her wallowing in the mud. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. Hebrews 10, 26 and 27. First verse, first verses, 2 Peter 2, 20 through 22. I can go on and on. For that day, let no one deceive you by any means. For that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. Second, Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3. The Spirit, the Spirit, First Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart, depart from the faith. But if you want to believe you can never lose it. No, truth is the truth. It doesn't matter. There's a heaven, there's a hell. You can fall away. And the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits like Anthony Fauci, like the NIH, to the World Economic Forum. It's all about your health, giving, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. It's just the truth. There's no hiding from the truth. You want to believe in, the, in Calvinism more than the Bible? That's fine. And that's why all the, most of the Calvinist churches lined up and closed their churches now are millions and millions of dollars in hock to the federal government in PPP loans where they're going to come and tell you to have transgender bathrooms. And you won't be able to do a daggum thing about it or you'll go bankrupt because they'll call their loan to full payment that day if you don't. So this is just the truth. It's just the truth. Here's some more truth for you. John Solomon tweet. Unvaxxed Coast Guard given, this is, look at the date, 829, 
No, it's today, the 30th? So this is yesterday. Unvaxxed Coast Guard cadets given 24 hours to vacate campus. They're being treated like Tebow from the FBI. You vacate, why? Can't go to class, can't James job because they're not vaccinated. What would be the difference between an unvaccinated and vaccinated person walking around the Coast Guard, you know, uh, the Coast Guard Academy campus? What, 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 what would be in Colorado Springs, Colorado? Of course, Colorado, dictatorial, totalitarian, COVID state. What, what's the difference? I mean, let's, they all claim to be brokers of the science, right? So again, back to facts. Truth is truth. What's the difference between a vaxxed Coast Guard Academy cadet? So I'll just call them cadets. What's the difference between a vaxxed and unvaxxed cadet walking around that campus, according to the science, according to the new CDC rules? The new CDC rules is that the vaxxed and the unvaxxed, the CDC is an absolute crap organization, but they're trying to save themselves from extreme litigation that's coming their way for the butchering of hundreds of thousands of Americans. But what's the difference between an unvaxxed and vaxxed cadet? According to CDC guidelines, you're supposed to treat the vaxxed and the unvaxxed identically now. But under Joe Biden's vaccine mandate that he swore that he'd never implement, they're kicking out Coast Guard cadets. They're kicking out cadets that are not vaccinated. What's, but what's the difference between you having a vaxxed and unvaxxed kid walking around in a classroom? Absolutely none. So what's the reason for them kicking these kids out? Control, submission. Leveraging you into a one-world commerce system. You will do what we tell you to do, or you can't buy, sell, trade, or travel. Period. That's what it's all about. That's it. That's what it's been about since March of 2020. That's what it's been about since October of 2019 with Event 201. That's what it was about in December of 2019 when the CCP and the PLA released COVID-19 at the World uh, military games in Wuhan, China. Very strange, isn't it? All happens at Wuhan. The development through gain-of-function research is done at Wuhan, funded by Anthony Fauci, funded by Peter Daszak and the Eagle Health Alliance, funded by Bill Gates, funded by the CCP. Technologies and experimentation going back and forth between UNC and Ralph Barrick and Dr. Xi, the bat lady in Wuhan, China. And, it all, and lo and behold, it gets released in Wuhan, China. Developed in Wuhan, China, funded in Wuhan, China, Wuhan Institute of Virology, and then released at the, in Wuhan at the world, the, world, the world Military Games. Strange, isn't it? But that's what it's on. So there's, no, there's absolutely nothing sensical or logical about kicking cadets out of the Coast Guard Academy. I mixed that up, actually, with the Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs. I don't know where the Coast Guard Academy is. can't remember. But why, what, what's, what's, what's the science behind kicking them out? There isn't any at all, none. But people are just letting it happen. All of these students, you need everyone needs to grow a set, even if you're female. Get together and sue these people. They can't inject, they don't even have the injection to inject you under your military contract. They can't inject you without violating your military contract anyway, because they'd have to connect you. They'd have to, they'd have to vaccinate you. I got it. They'd have to vaccinate you. With Comerity to not violate your military contract. They can't kick you off of campus. They don't have Comerity to inject you with. Stand up for yourself. Make a stink. Just real quick on this stuff right here. I just had to tell you this because it's the latest news. Here it comes again. Here it comes again. Evacuating embassies due to galactic incompetence. My own tweet. 
a Democratic Party tradition. So I did a list for you. Carter, the, the embassy in Tehran, Tehran, Iran, Iran, Tehran, Iran, hard to say, was evacuated, Democratic Party president. Of course, Benghazi, Libya, we had 13 Americans killed. Obama, that had to be evacuated due to his galactic incompetence. And of course, the creme de la creme is Joe Biden, who has managed to reach a level of galactic incompetence never seen before in the existence of mankind, where he has shut down. He's had to forcibly evacuate three embassies in only 18 months. Barack Obama, at least, was eight years and only had one. That was only one for Carter in four years. Funny, none under Reagan, none under Bush one, none under Bush two, none under Clinton, credit where credit is due, and of course, none under Trump. Trump only did positive things with embassies where he put the American embassy in Jerusalem where it belongs. But Biden in only three and only in only 18 months has closed three embassies, Kabul, Afghanistan, uh, Kiev, Ukraine, and now Baghdad, Iraq. Iraq is being overrun. And that's where we'll leave it off. Listen, I love you all. Listen, if you live anywhere near Foundation Church, you need to be here Sunday. If you've been vaccinated, I will lay hands on you and you will be healed and you will be delivered. That vaccine will be leached out of your body in Jesus' mighty name. Listen, I love you all. Back here Thursday night. Do not miss 8.30, 90 minutes of fury. You don't want to miss it. Lots of new stuff coming out. I have lots of stuff I didn't get to tonight as usual, but don't miss it. Love you all. And I mean this, God richly bless you in Jesus' mighty name. So why give to the TLP? It is for freedom that Christ has set us free, but that's not the end of it. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burned again by a yoke of slavery. We do not gauge our words. We do not hold back. So sow seed to the cause of freedom in victory in Jesus' mighty name. I stand unequivocally on the word of God, on healing the Bible, prosperity the Bible, sin the Bible, everything, protection the Bible, church the Bible.